there's really two scenarios where <laughs> I see my body temperature really rise. <laughs> too much bourbon? Too much, yeah. <laughs> too much bourbon and like getting sick. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coaches on Couches. Being slouches. We have had a little bit of a hiatus. We've been slouches. Very, very much so. Uh, the podcasts take time. Mm-hmm. There's only so much time in a day, so got to get it done. We're going to talk about illness today because, well, quite frankly, this has been one crappy winner. Yeah. Like really bad. Like the worst we've ever seen as far as athletes getting sick. Yeah. When our main discussion is, uh, is how many folks were having sick and working through their sickness, we know that there's an issue. Yeah. I've had, I've had multiple people who have been sick four and five times mm -hmm. since the holidays. Yep. It's crazy. Same. Yeah. Since Thanksgiving. There's been numerous people. It's been the worst since, you know, we started doing this in 2009. This is the worst I've had it. You know, some people get sick twice through the winter, and that's a lot. Uh, you know, most people, yeah, you get sick once. But, man, this has been a lot of folks. Yeah, I thought we'd do this folks. to uh, stay healthy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll get into, we're going to get into how to recognize that you're getting sick. We'll get into went like the decision-making process of should you train, should you not? And then also kind of like what it looks like getting back into training after being sick. Mm -hmm. All right. But first I'm coach Dale Sanford. I am coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC performance coaching, where we specialize in helping time crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Build Peak Compete or, and or all up on that Instagram at BPC Performance. Bing, bang, boom. Bingo, bango, bongo. Yeah, so it is, you know, we're beating dead horse, but it's, it has been a bad one. Like, I think pretty much everyone that I coach has been sick mm -hmm. at, at one point in time in the last uh, three months, maybe. And then again, multiple people have been sick multiple times. It's not just COVID. It's not just the flu. It's stomach bugs. It's uh, lingering coughs, sinus stuff, strep throats. Yeah. You can go into the whole long mm -hmm. COVID conversation, but there's just a lot of stuff going around. Um, whether it's, you know, could just be COVID, the new generation. And yeah, I'm really hoping, not fingers testing. crossed, this is not, uh, <laughs> this is not the new normal. Uh, right. I'm hoping it's just a very abnormal season we're going through, but, um, you know, beating, beating the immune system down, yep. essentially, you know, illness beats your immune system down, training beats your immune system down, uh, life stress, life stress beats your immune system down. Lack of sleep obviously does not help repair things. Um, so there can be a lot of factors at play there. So whether it's people getting sick and then being more prone to other sicknesses that have been uh, out and about, or, you know, maybe it's your training. We're going to kind of dive into uh, to all that right now. Yeah. So the the big thing is 
occasionally we can catch it ahead of time and then kind of make some slight adjustments and hopefully not actually get fully sick where yeah. we have to really come off the gas. Mm -hmm. That's your best case scenario. Um, so there are a few things that you can pay attention to. Obviously, the more data-driven people are going to totally understand this and love it. But, um, you know, if you wear like a aura ring or, you know, all, all of the pretty much every device that uh, most endurance athletes wear these days, track sleep, um, all of them pretty much, I think now newer ones have temperature sensors in them. Mm -hmm. Um, they're tracking HRV. Yeah. Your resting heart. That's kind of the main ones. So when we're looking at like our own, my own information, HRV, so heart rate variability, uh, if that number starts going down, that's a sign that stuff's stuff's going on in the body. The body's not as recovered. It's under more stress. Um, what that stress may be, it could be fatigue, could be sickness, could be life stress, could be any one of those things. So HRV dropping is something to be aware of resting heart rate going up. So if you're starting to see elevated resting heart rate and, and that's not like during the day, but during the, the, your sleep, if you're seeing numbers really starting to rise and I see mine fluctuate, I don't know uh, how closely you're checking yours, Dale, but you know, mine'll, mine'll change for four or five beats per minute normally if i start seeing it climbing up more than you know four that's where i'm paying attention and it's not dropping back down the next day or coming off yeah. a rest day it's not dropping back down that's when i'm really paying more attention to it um and then sleep sleep quality like how much rest am i actually getting is another thing i'm paying attention to yeah i would say that's pretty standard for me i like mine usually fluctuates four to five beats per minute and if it goes 10 beats per minute, mm -hmm. there's something going on. I think the one thing to note is that um, the signs of accumulated fatigue are the same yeah, exactly. <laughs> as getting sick. Yep. Um, so that's where the whole, like, listen to your body. Mm -hmm. Number one, listen to your body. Um, the other metric that um, I was talking about earlier is body temperature. I mean, that's usually a, a kind of a dead giveaway. There's there's really two scenarios where <laughs> I see my body temperature really rise. <laughs> too much bourbon? Too much, yeah. <laughs> too much bourbon, <laughs> alcohol in general, uh, and like getting sick. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, even at higher training loads. Now, occasionally, if you if I go deep, if I go deep in the well mm. on a on a training block, sometimes I will kind of you almost strike a fever, you know, at night because your body's working so hard to recover from it. Um, but body temperature is something that I, I pay attention to as long as I've not been drinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which that could be another podcast topic it's right a whole there. Another one. <laughs> the We're going to ruin people's day. Yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so paying attention to that initially, if you're starting to feel your body's off and that's kind of the most endurance athletes, especially over time, you start really learning your body pretty darn well. Um, so if you start thinking to yourself, I am more tired than I feel like I should be. That's a good indication. Like, okay, it may be time to step back a little bit, take a rest day and then see what happens. See how you feel. If you continue to not feel good, even after resting, okay, this may not be a, a training related issue. This could be the initial onset of you getting sick. And ideally, if you can, you know, take some immediate action, 
hopefully you either limit the amount of time you're sick or possibly prevent the illness from, uh, from really taking hold of you. Um, but if it already hits you, then. Yeah. So, you know, again, endurance athletes are pretty body aware, Mm -hmm. you know, aware of what's going on in their body. At least, I mean, my wife would call me a hypochondriac (laughs) to some extent, but like, I like I can feel the second, like my throat gets Mm. scratchy or, you know, you know, like tickle in your nose or something like that. It's like, okay, something's coming. Yeah. You know, you know, when, when I get that early prevention, right? Like my early prevention is to, uh, it's similar to like what you would do if you were sick, um, you know, reducing intensity mainly, um, before you get sick. Um, and then making sure you're focusing on hydration and eating well, um, and sleep, you know, those are the big three. Yeah. Yeah. Get the nutrients in you need, get the fluids in you need and get the rest you need. Like those three things. We're going to touch on those again here in a second. So once you do get sick, same thing, you got to prioritize the stuff that's going to allow your body to recover. Um, repair itself, rebuild itself. You should be doing that anyway, but it should be like that initial. Okay. Let's, let's make sure I'm not neglecting any one of those areas. Let's make sure my body's got all the resources it needs to repair itself. Um, and hopefully the body does what it's really good at, which is getting back to homeostasis. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would also put out there, like if you're watching your training load, um, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that you're, you are not like overreaching extremely. And if you're a metrics person and you've put all your stuff into training peaks, all your data, all your thresholds are up to date and whatnot. Um, looking at your ramp rate and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. um, can tell you if you are, you are putting too much load on too quickly. Um, so that could be another metric to follow just to see if, okay, this could be something from pushing too hard, essentially, or Mm -hmm. putting too much training load on yourself. Um, so you're feeling something coming on. Something's, something's not right. Gotcha. Yeah. It's got you now. Okay. It's got you. Yeah. It just got you. Okay. (laughs) So you realize that you're sick. You know, this is, this is usually the rule of thumb here. These are Mm -hmm. just basic guidelines that we use with people. And we are not doctors. Disclaimer. But I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express Mm. last night. So good as. (laughs) (laughs) So generally speaking, um, you've heard, probably heard these a million times. If it's head up or neck up, if it's in your head, you can continue to do kind of endurance activity, light stuff, really shouldn't take it over zone three, L3, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, really don't go nuts piling on a bunch of stress, stress score, or whatever you track. Yeah. Uh, if you're training load, don't just keep pushing it. Yeah. You're no longer trying to build fitness almost consider yourself in a bit of maintenance mode. Yep. Like, can I maintain while my body heals itself uh, and and avoid making the illness worse? So if so, you're now in maintenance mode. You're not in fitness improvement mode. Uh, so take away the high intensity stuff. Take away the mag- stuff that's going to really drive that heart rate up. Anything that's going to put undue stress on the body that you know you're going to, that you would ordinarily be fatigued from, is something you want to avoid because you want your body to have the energy to fight the illness 
as opposed to trying to repair your body while it's also fighting an illness. Yeah, you got to look at it this way. You're like your body has this pool of resources yeah. to recover itself, to heal itself. And if you're putting a lot of stress on it through training, that's, you know, one source of stress. If you're putting a lot of stress on it through training, it's not going to have the resources it needs to heal itself from some sort of illness. Mm -hmm. So we've got to dial back the training load to give the body more resources to hopefully fight what's already got a hold of you and not make it worse. So yep. like you said, you're in a maintenance mode. Exactly. So best case scenario, you're yeah, in maintenance right? mode. Yeah. yeah. And this isn't like, I, I think one of the hardest things we have with, with some athletes, especially as you're getting closer to your goal event, the further away you are, you're like, okay, I got plenty of time to get back to where I want to be. Um, but the closer you get, you can, you almost get like this sense of urgency, like you're, like you're going to get behind. Um, and, and you want to push through that. So listen, you have to listen to your body still. You're going to do more harm than good by saying, okay, I've got an hour 30 on my program. I'm going to get an hour 30 in so that it, the box turns green and I know I hit my workout. If your body is telling you to rest and not do that, even if it's, you know, a head, head cold, listen to your body. Like that's your default. Um, so don't feel like you need to, okay, it's okay to now just do endurance work because we said so. No, your body's the one that determines what you should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So if for some reason this, uh, this funk gets into your chest, pretty much it's a no-go. Yeah. That can lead to some, some big issues Yeah, for sure. I mean, and we like, honestly, we've seen, I've seen an uptick in athletes that end up having, uh, you know, chest congestion mm -hmm. and then it either doesn't, it just doesn't go away for a long, long time. Like even if we, you know, totally dial back. Um, but then, you know, they go into further investigation and, you know, the, the, the doctors right now are, are kind of explaining it more as like asthma. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, like, People are getting asthma all of a sudden now. Um, so if it gets in your chest, just it's a no-go. Mm -hmm. like, there's no reason to push it. And uh, the last thing you want is like a lasting uh, congestion in your lungs. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. And have it turn into bronchitis or pneumonia or that. something horrible, you know, like that. something that's going to be a, a big, big giant issue. Um, so yeah, if you, if you start getting in the lungs, you're hacking up a bunch of stuff, get your body healthy. The, I would say the only, the only thing is if you, if it's in your lungs or in your chest, but you still have plenty of energy, which is usually they don't, that doesn't happen hand mm -hmm. in hand, but you could do something super light. Yeah. Like walking, spinning, very easy. The, don't go nuts. Like, yeah. Just, just enough to, to make you not go nuts. But again, you don't want to stress your system. So the more stress it's undergoing due to illness, the less stress you want to put on it in all other areas of life, if possible. And, you know, we haven't even talked about life stress being an issue as well. You know, like it's part of can, that pool, like mm -hmm. it's part of the pool of, of when you have tons of life stress the, your body's pulling resources to, no. you know, combat that stress. 
it does the same thing for uh, workout stress, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, fighting illnesses. Yeah. It, it's pulling from the same resources. What about fever? Yeah, if you have a fever, stay in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's your excuse to binge watch uh, Netflix, Netflix shows or, uh, you know, now that race season's kind of getting back upon us. Start watching some races, man. Yeah. I have had people try to train with a fever and I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You not know, only does the, the quality goes down too. So not only are you beating your body down, delaying the amount of time before you get healthy, but the quality is horrible anyway. It's, it's yeah, you, you end up, you basically do reco- like less than a recovery ride. Yeah. And you're increasing your body temperature even more. Yeah. It just, just don't do it. Don't do it. Fever. Fever. No go. No go. That's an easy one. Yeah, you're so much so much better off taking the time, getting healthy, and getting back to full, like, 100% sooner than, oh, uh, well, I got that extra, I got that hour spin in. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, what, what we always tell our, especially athletes that we're telling, hey, no workouts. You know, obviously, if there's something that's lingering for a long time, um, you got to, you know, you may want to go get that looked at, right? Like go, go see, seek professional help there. Um, but something we always encourage people to do is, okay, start looking at the, at the areas where you can help the body get healthy the quickest. And we sort of talked about this at the beginning when we said, if you start to feel sick, make sure you're looking at hydration, nutrition, um, possibly some of the, and what we see with endurance athletes, endurance athletes, you put all, you break your body down a lot, right? Um, and your body needs to build back up some of the, uh, nutrients, vitamins that, uh, areas where endurance athletes tend to get depleted, vitamin D iron B12, kind of the big ones. Um, usually when folks get sick, they say, take some of that vitamin C as well. Um, so are any of those areas, areas where you are running low, if so, taking, taking some steps to, uh, to build that back up may help you as well. Yeah. I mean, if we're doing so much work, uh, most, most endurance that athletes are doing so much training that they're, you're blowing through a lot of the micronutrients that you're taking, even if you eat pretty healthy, you're blowing through a lot of those micronutrients. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you're topped up in those First, we would always say first, do that through your food. Like, yeah. Get I, those, I mean, I go to two salads a day. Brian, I go just, from my usual one salad and I just immediately two salads a day. Just double the salads. Double it. Um, but yes, you could you could consider supplementing C, D, iron, and B12. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the most common. Yeah. Um, and even like not when you're sick, like those are the ones that if an endurance athlete were to go and get a blood test on any given day, those are the ones that are possibly the lowest. Yeah. And and folks who we've had athletes in the past where when fatigue is, is high where someone's more tired and like, they can't figure out why it's not like the training load has been super crazy, but someone who's just constantly feeling tired, one, that could be a sign of overtraining, but two, it could be a sign of your training has led to low iron levels and that's that's a sign as well that that lingering fatigue um, could be a sign of uh, of those iron levels being low. So something to look at. Blood panel. 
yeah, so while you're while you are not feeling well, continue to monitor those metrics. You know, if you are a data person, mm-hmm. uh, continue to monitor those metrics: your resting heart rate, your HRV, your body temp, um, and your sleep quality. And those pretty much are dead giveaways on when you are getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. And waiting until you start seeing those back to normal is a okay. Like let the body fight through what it's needing to and get back healthy and then get, you know, start getting back to it, which kind of leads to the next part. So you've, you've sort of kicked the illness. You're feeling like you're better. We're seeing our HRV, our resting heart rates now back to those normal ranges. Where do we go from there? You got to ease back in, Mm -hmm. you know, the, we say this all the time, but you have to realize that when you are sick that week or whatever, that time period in which you were sick, if it was not a recovery week, does not count the same as a recovery week. And it is not uncommon for athlete endurance athletes to get sick on their recovery week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a necessary explanation for it, but it happens all the time. More times than not, endurance athletes will get sick on recovery weeks. And the way I always, I theorize it is you've put all this work into training your body's just devoted all these resources to healing your body from training. And then you kind of come off the gas and it realizes, okay, now I can like actually rest. And it just kind of lets, lets some of these, you know, whatever the funk, uh, creep in. And then it's like, oh, we got to get, we got to heal this up and you know back in action. But you ha- you only have so many resources. So if the body's putting all of that to recovering you from training, you know, by the time you're done with that block and you've accumulated a ton of fatigue, that's when you're most susceptible to getting mm-hmm. sick. So, yeah, the worst, if you take nothing else from, uh, from this here chat is do not treat your rest, your, your, your illness as a rest week. So you can't look at, okay, I did a lot less training stress. And so now I'm counting that as my unload, my rest week, my, uh, adaptation week, And then I'm going to go straight back into my next big build week uh, and resume normal training because I've just had eight days where I did nothing. That that is not allowed, and that's a recipe for disaster. So make sure uh, you ease back into training. Almost treat it more like you're coming back from from injury as opposed to illness. Like you wouldn't come straight off an injury and go do you know a 13 mile run. We'd want you to ease back into that. So that's our, our first recommendation is first training session back, keep it easy. If you feel fine from that, you can try increasing the volume first, but we, we would recommend as a general rule, keep the intensity out that first week back. So gradually resume normal volume, ease back into normal volume, but strip the intensity out that first week back. If you were scheduled to go into an unload, we would highly recommend you keeping that unload as well. Yep. Yeah. So you got sick during a recovery week. We'll just assume that because that's kind of the most common case. You come back in, you, you're starting another, like, let's say three week block, which is pretty common. That first week, you can, you can attempt the volume, scrapping the intensity in that week. And, uh, if you make the volume in that week and all is well, then go about your normal training. Um, but that entire week you have to kind of 
do checks, you know, every mm-hmm. day, see how you're feeling. Are you getting, are you feeling stronger and more, more like a hundred percent? You are kind of, again, once again, in that maintenance mode, mm-hmm. you're trying to see how much, you know, fitness you can, uh, not lose versus gain. Yeah. Um, you know, cause eventually if you are sick for multiple weeks, then there's going to be a decline in fitness. Oh yeah. So that's what we're trying to avoid. That you would be much better taking two weeks completely off and then being able to resume normal training than you would coming back into it too fast, be sick for three weeks where you have low quality training, high levels of stress, and you're just trying to fight your way through it. None of that's going to be quality. The body's going to accumulate and probably stay sick even longer. And now you've ruined a whole month. Yeah. Like it's very easy for you to go from what could have been a week long thing. You try to go way too hard through it. You try to keep pushing after that. You start ignoring all the signs of the fact that you're not feeling well. And now you're a week or uh, you're a month down the road and you've had a, a body that's been sick and depleted and yeah. is in worse spot than it would have been if you'd have just taken that rest. So for our like normal coaching clients who we do the program one-on-one, 100%, normally we would adjust the next that next week for them anyways. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're kind of talking in terms of people who might be on a, a pre-built plan and Mm -hmm. not really know what to do on how to adjust that, Mm -hmm. but take that first week. Yeah. Volume. Yeah. If you can do the volume resume, Mm -hmm. but yeah, usually for us, it's like, okay, try an easy 45 minutes to 60 minutes. How'd you feel? Were you fine the next day? Did the heart rate levels, did they stay fine? HRV, is it fine? You're feeling fine. Okay. Let's try that again. Let's boost it up, you know, maybe 15, 20%. You're okay there. Okay. Now we're at the weekend. Let's go ahead and boost your volume more and see how you handle that one. And maybe, you know, maybe you take an extra rest day or two as well, or maybe you're okay with then stacking volume. It's going to kind of depend on the person, but um, less is generally more. I would, yeah, I would recommend for most people if, uh, you know, since a lot of the people that we're probably talking to right now are doing longer, mm-hmm. uh, events, if let's just say you're in like your big block of training, you're in a, a huge, like volume block for whatever event you're doing. I would still on that first week back avoid your weekend stack. Like most people would yeah. be doing a, a pretty big weekend stack avoid that weekend stack, do maybe one of the two days and then dial the next one back. Mm. Um, that that's where you kind of get into trouble. Even if you cut the intensity out, if you're in giant volume, Mm. those two days back to back is a pretty huge accumulated fatigue factor. So, um, yeah, I would do maybe one and then cut the next one back and just see if you can make it through, uh, feeling pretty good. Yep. Yep. Always do the check the day after. It's kind of like with strength training. It's like, yeah, you may get done with a strength training session. You feel just fine right afterwards. And then the next day you're so sore, you can't even move. Like you're better off going a lot easier the first time back, seeing how the body responds and adjusting accordingly. Um, I guess one thing we'll add here as well. It's a good time if you're someone who's dealing with recurring sickness. And like I said, this is, this is one of the first times where we've had so, so many people get sick so many times, even though we're really having them take all intensity, all volume. Some people are on complete rest. Um, but in the past, we have seen situations with some athletes where the level of training stress combined with life stress 
was something that was beating the immune system down and was fairly predictable. Like, okay, this person can't handle an 850 TSS stack of weeks without their being issues that, that come about or, you know, getting that head cold or having, having some of those, um, you know, more minor illnesses that have popped up. So if you're someone who's been continuing to get sick, or maybe in the past, you've been someone who's gotten sick fairly repeatedly, um, during your higher blocks of bigger blocks of training, go back and take a look at some of those metrics. Maybe it's the volume, maybe it's the intensity could be a combo. Most likely it's a combo of both and see if you can kind of pick out any patterns there that you can adjust. You may need to avoid having those bigger weeks. Um, you can still get a lot of quality, um, or you may need to do one less big week, you know, instead of being on a three week, big, you know, big block, three week build, you may need to be a person who goes to a two week, um, and then have that rest week, you know, every third week versus every fourth. Yeah. I was going to say there's, I have, you know, Tendency is the older the athlete, mm -hmm. the more common it is for us to use a a two up one down or a two week build and then a, a recovery week. And the recovery weeks may look different than somebody who's doing a three week build and then taking a, a, a full easy week, you know. But like Brian said, if you're if you're seeing a consistent TSS week or number for a week or two weeks and then you get sick. And then you you try to get that level again, and then you get sick. Like just monitor those. I mean, I've had at least three people that I can think of off the top of my head that I know the exact TSS range. That if I take them over that for three weeks, they're getting sick. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. And you can also substitute injury into the, <laughs> into that right. one as well, right? Like some people can handle a certain training volume without having any sort of nagging injuries come about, but as soon as they get, they're pushing their body too much. Um, what else did we miss? Did we miss anything? No, I think that's it. I, you know, it's, it's not rocket science. I think the, the average endurance athlete just gets very caught up in checking boxes and not wanting, thinking that every day off is a lost day or lost fitness and, mm -hmm. you know, and you paint, you get in panic mode and then you, you actually do yourself a disservice by, um, continuing to try to train through being sick. Mm -hmm. But in most cases, it is not worth it. If you are truly sick to just keep piling on stress, essentially onto your body. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the way endurance sports are built, right. It's overcoming challenges and adversity and pushing ourselves and like how deep can we go? Uh, but when your body is showing clear signs that it is not well, you need to listen to that or there's going to be long-term ramifications for doing that. Right. And then there's, there's also, and not to go too deep in the weeds, but there's also the opposite end of the spectrum with the athletes that think that every little, uh, yeah. you know, every, every day they're tired mm -hmm. is they're getting sick or every day that they're, they have a little bit of soreness that they're injured or, you know, so th there is a balance here. Um, but if you're one of those people who's generally like, go, 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 like, you know, all is very up for the challenge of everything and loves to push themselves. You're the one who's probably going to be more susceptible to making yourself sick and, and yeah. not getting out of the weeds fast enough 
uh, and kind of making that illness last a lot longer than it needs to. Yep, for sure. 100%. All right. Well, that's all we got today. A little bit shorter episode today, but we appreciate everyone hanging out, listening, watching. We'll get you guys next time. Adios. Peace. Peace.